In the school's co-curriculum activities, there are such wonderful experiences, friendships to be made and learning about yourself through sport, music, service. The list of possibility is very long. But do you sometimes think that your child seems over-committed with too many activities? Are they a little stretched? Or perhaps it's the opposite, you have trouble getting them to get involved. Finding the right balance for you and, quite frankly, you and your family is sometimes a delicate dance. Welcome to Illumin for Parents, where we talk about some of the highlights, the joys, but also the challenges that parents of adolescents encounter. I'm Jacinda Isla, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. Minot joined Girls Grammar as Deputy Principal Co-Curriculum just a few short months ago. Sophie, what can you tell us about your background and your new role at our school? Thank you, Jacinda. So I have moved up to Brisbane from Sydney and I'm very happy to be here in my new city at my new school. I have a background in law and social science. I've been a humanities teacher for over 20 years. I worked for a long time at Barker College in Sydney and my final role there was as the Director of Global Partnerships. So I worked with schools all around the world and all across Australia to build opportunities and experiences for our students. Sophie, what in your view are some of the great outcomes of co-curriculum activities, the things that happen outside the classroom? And I guess I'm interested to know, what do you hope our young people get out of that participation and, and why might this be so important? Well, the benefits of the co-curriculum are really widely researched. Co-curricular activities help students feel a sense of belonging to their school, They build friendships, they enable students to be deeply engaged in something and to take risks. So we know that co-curricular activities have a significant positive impact on wellbeing and mood, particularly activities that involve a physical component. The idea is that we're engaging students on an emotional, cognitive, physical and social level. And so girls who participate in co-curricular activities show better academic results, stronger relationships and are more likely to lead a healthy and active life. But for me, it's really important to emphasise the co in co-curriculum. So what we do reinforces and supports the girls' academic program. And that's because it gives girls the opportunity to experience learning and personal development in different contexts, which really helps to build their essential skills and their confidence in their own capacity. So we're talking often about soft skills that are necessary for success at school and in higher education and employment, but also the skills they need to be critical, creative and reflective thinkers with a really strong sense of their own abilities so that they can develop goals and bring passion and purpose into their lifelong learning journey. There's also a lot of research to show that the co-curriculum has positive benefits on academic achievement, particularly music and sport. So in a highly academic environment, a strong co-curricular program is essential. But we also think that it's really an important way for students to meet and bond with like-minded peers beyond those that they usually connect and socialise. It also helps them to get to know their teachers in a different context and it gives them more critical adults in their life, more people who care about them. It gives kids a safe space where they feel that they belong. 
And it provides moments of joy, deep focus, an ability to really dive deeply into something that they care about or they're passionate about, moments of pride. So really, for us, the co-curriculum is about developing the whole person and achieving that balance and well-roundedness that you can sometimes struggle to find if you're really focused on your maths and sciences or you're really focused on your language study. It also gives the girls an opportunity to see each other in a different light. So someone who has a talent that maybe doesn't get an opportunity to be shown in the classroom and they can see their peers in that different way and they can see the leadership and the talents and abilities of their peers. There's also a fairly strong reward for effort in the co-curriculum. So in the classroom, it can sometimes take months or years for an increase in effort to lead to a reward. Whereas in most co-curricular activities, there's usually a clear reward for your effort and that helps students to develop their grit and their determination. But also other skills like being able to prioritise and meet deadlines and triage and do the most important thing, work in a team, be part of a community. Those are all really important skills. And my favourite soapbox is that co-curricular activities provide a safe environment for adventure and exploration. And particularly for young women, taking risks and learning from their mistakes is something that their young women can be really risk adverse. And so taking up opportunities to take physical risks, but also uh, emotional risks as well, in a safe environment to explore, to try new things, meet new people, help them learn about themselves in a low stakes environment where mistakes are growth opportunities. And I think that's where the real beauty of the co-curricular program is. Sophie, that is a very compelling case. And we know that, you know, there's so much that they can get involved in. And the girls, of course, they're all so different. Mm. Um, But one of the questions that we often ask is how much is too much? A lot of schools, as you know, will put some boundaries around how much activity, whether how many sports or how many music ensembles they can be a part of. But The students here at Girls' Grammar have the choice to negotiate that with their family. So I guess my question to you, Sophie, is what approach would you suggest for parents in how they go about working with their daughters to select not just the type of activity but the number of things that they're going to be involved in? So should we be encouraging their daughters, for example, to take at least one physical activity or what sort of, I guess, framework would you encourage people to look at this very complex area through? Well, parents know their daughter best and as a parent, you're in the best position to model the thinking for your daughter. So ask her questions. What are you interested in? What haven't you tried before? Do you want to be active? Help people learn a new skill? Deep dive into something? It might be as simple as, do you want to be indoors or outdoors? So model the thinking for your daughter. Help her to explore. And sometimes it pays off to be really practical and pragmatic. When are you available? what's on then? What (laughs) could you do? I think it's also really important to let your daughter know that you want her to explore and find out for herself what she's interested in. Often people, and particularly young women, can feel constrained by expectations that you might not be intending to place on them. So make sure that they understand that you don't expect them to do what you did or what their siblings did. 
encourage your daughter to explore and explore with her. Come to watch a drama production, go to a concert, watch a debate. Encourage her to support and attend things that she might be interested in. And as for physical activity, it's really interesting that you asked that question because you didn't ask me if they should do a cultural activity or a service activity. And of course, there's a case to be made for that as well. But as I've already said, we know that physical activity improves every other aspect of our lives. So yes, I think that parents should encourage that, but also be aware that sport isn't the only type of physical activity. So there's dance and drama and some of the service opportunities also involve a physical component. So in my mind, for a healthy mind, body and heart, every week your daughter should be doing something physical, something social with friends, being part of a community and getting lost in the moment. For some girls, that's all going to happen at once, for example, in a sporting team. For others, it might be four separate activities that they do. Or it might be the football team for part of the year and for another part of the year, they might be debating and going to a club and going on a hike with you. So it's all about what works for your daughter and your family. And they are all, as you're so clearly articulating, different. And, Absolutely. And I often say when people ask that question, there are some girls you see do numerous things and they're happy and they're energised and mm. others just need to go home and read a book or, or do something tactile in the afternoon and create some space. So mm. I think difference is what we also are very much recognising. And, and when parents ask about whether it's too much, I often say when, when it stops being fun, and that's not a very prescriptive answer, <laughs> but if things start to pile up or if they're no longer looking forward to it, it probably tells you that something has to give. Now, talking about high participation, which is what we've just been talking about now, and you know what sort of limitations may or may not be appropriate. On the other side, we have those parents who will often ask, how can I get my child to get involved? Their daughter, for example, may be hesitant to get involved in a sport or a service. What advice do you have for those parents? They're sort of navigating their particular circumstances. How do you get them to encourage their daughter to try something new? It often involves getting outside their comfort zone. And as you've said, for some girls, that can be hard. Absolutely. I would hope that parents are saying to their children, life is challenging, but school is a supportive place where you can try new things and take risks and learn to work through that discomfort in a safe way. So it's all about tenacity and grit and building confidence to cope. Don't remove all the discomfort and risk for your daughter because that's where the growth happens. Growth happens when we're challenged. But again, you can make it clear that the stakes are low. So going to Maripata for the week, trying a new sport, walking into a meeting where none of her friends are, if it's a club or activity, those can be really, really scary things to do. But ultimately, the stakes are low and everybody wants the best for your daughter. In philosophy of learning, we talk to the students about kaizen, which is noticing the small steps towards growth. So learning and rewards take time and they require perseverance, persistence and even discipline. So being willing to step beyond their level of comfort is really important, especially for girls. And again, parents can model that. So take healthy risks and openly discuss those with your daughter. 
Talk about your failures as well as your successes. Your daughter probably sees you as this incredibly successful adult who's never made a mistake or stuffed up at any point or had to do something difficult or scary. So talk to your daughters about those experiences. Help them to see that failure isn't negative. It's an essential component of success. And to bring it back to a really practical level, encourage your daughter just to dip her toes into something. We do have tryouts like for instrumental music and rowing. You can, as I said before, attend an activity. Encourage her to talk to the coordinator or her head of house. A lot of our teams and ensembles are graded by current ability, but many, many of them are about participation and enjoyment. So there is something for everybody. Help your daughter to find her niche encourage conversation about her interests and why she's picking certain activities and what she wants to try and what her fears are so that you can work with her and her head of house and the staff to allay those fears and have some strategies for how she can take risks in a really safe, comfortable, loving environment. And through that conversation, you learn such a, so much about your children. Sometimes one of the, the things is finding particular opportunities to talk about things that makes their heart sing or where they've made progress. So you've certainly invited parents to take up that conversation around their co-curriculum. But I guess my final question for you, Sophie, is that... Of course, one of the great benefits of co-curriculum is that parents can get involved. So it's not so easy to come into a classroom and see how your daughter's learning and not always welcome if you tried. (laughs) Um, But how would you talk to parents about ways they can get involved in co-curriculum and what makes this such a special experience for families? Oh, absolutely. And that, again, is one of the beautiful things about the co-curricular program, that it really is a space for parents to get involved and to engage with their daughters. So start a conversation with your daughter at the dinner table or in the car. Ask her open-ended questions. What was your favorite part? What are you looking forward to? Who are your friends in that activity or team? Normalize conversations about the whole experience of school. And it will really help that dialogue with your daughter and minimize your anxiety and hers if you have an understanding of the experience. So attend events, go to the Maripata Open Day, go to a concert, a game, a debate, so that you know how it looks and sounds and feels and you have that shared experience that you can build on with your daughter. Join the parent support group, cook the snags at the barbecue, manage a team, turn up 10 minutes early for pickup and watch the end of the training or the rehearsal and absolutely definitely come and watch your daughter's games, performances, debates and activities. That will help you meet the other parents and get more involved in the BGGS community yourself. And the other thing to remember is that the co-curriculum is a great way for alumni to stay connected to the school through coaching, mentoring, attending events. So it can be part of your daughter's journey into adulthood and your continuing connection to the school as well. Sophie, thank you for sharing such practical guidance and I have to say a great deal of passion and insight about the benefits of co-curriculum activities, not just for our children, but for ourselves. Thanks for speaking with me today. 
You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.